Welcome to another episode of Block Street's Around the Block podcast. I'm your host, Elaine Ramirez, and I'm a journalist who covers startups, cryptocurrency, and blockchain for Bloomberg and Forbes. Around the Block is a series of conversations with thought leaders from around the space. On this episode, I speak with Matthew Engel, Western Community Manager at A-Chain, a blockchain platform that aims to build, quote, a boundless blockchain reality. A-Chain enables developers of all levels to issue tokens, create smart contracts, and build decentralized applications, all of which serve A-Chain's goal of building a global blockchain network for information exchange and value transactions. This was our interview from the International Blockchain Congress in Chicago in mid-August. We talk about problems with the current state of smart contracts and blockchain technology, the project's partnership with Unifox to bring real-world adoption, and why he thinks building the value exchange protocol is the biggest test yet for A-Chain and the future of interoperability. If you haven't yet, head over to the Blockstreet Twitter account and let us know who you think we should have on next. That's at BlockstreetHQ. You can also find it in the show notes. And for one final note, if you're listening on iTunes or Apple Podcasts, please make sure to rate, review, and subscribe. It'll really help the show. Now let's get on with the discussion. Matthew Engel, thanks for being with us. It's a pleasure. So tell me about yourself first. Who are you and how did you find A-Chain? So I found A-Chain in a really interesting way. Myself, I come from a unique background. I started many moons ago looking into law enforcement and all sorts of different stuff. But on a, a winding path, it took me into analytics, supply chain, logistics, then into um, project management, uh, orientation training for industrial supplier. And then I heard about something called Bitcoin, and that took me um, down the rabbit hole for distributed systems and decentralization. And um, then in, say, the early December 2017, I stumbled upon uh, information about A-Chain. And A-Chain to me was another platform similar to Ethereum until I realized that it was a lot more than that. So that brought me into the community um, where I did a lot, spent a lot of time learning about it, researching it, understanding who uh, Tony Q or Meng, the founder of A-Chain is and how revolutionary he is. And from there, I just got more and more involved and um, worked my way up and ended up being their Western Community Director. So tell me about the founder of A-Chain, Tony Q. What is his vision and what inspired you about it? He is an OG in blockchain and um, is an amazing mind. The vision that I, I latched onto was that he wanted to bring blockchain to the people. Um, he believes in a decentralized system and he wants to create a boundless blockchain reality. Based on how he designed the transaction fees and the network costs, I saw that he meant it. He wasn't looking to take, 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 take from the community as it built. He understands that the value will come down the line and he wants to make A-Chain one of the biggest platforms. Now, I think the final thing for me was the interconnectivity between blockchain worlds. So I think the scalability metric and just the, the vision of uh, interoperability and the project that they are currently working on right now is what really 
pulled me into that. So A-Chain is trying to work on the problem of smart contracts. What exactly is the problem? A problem is the smart contract doesn't have a lot of brain power right now. It's limited by the computing or algorithmic power that uh, it currently um, supports. You need more hardware, more storage capabilities. And um, yeah, right now smart contracts, I don't know if you heard of FOMO 3D. It's just a simple gambling game using smart contracts to settle the game at the end. And that's how smart it is. Um, so if we really want to take it further so we can really uh, change the world using smart contracts, we have to develop the smart contract capabilities more. And platforms are working on that. Mm -hmm. They're working on that right now. Right. And so why does A-Chain need to build a whole new blockchain to solve a problem like this? I guess the ethos of the platform is to not exist on itself and absorb everything. Like uh, for Ethereum, for instance, it's the actual infrastructure to be built on. All these dApp producers come and they build on the Ethereum blockchain. We saw from CryptoKitties, we saw a huge logjam. It couldn't handle the amount of transactions that were occurring from one portion, one small portion of the blockchain. This dApp was creating so much volume that every other service was being uh, degraded. And that can't happen because if we're going to implement things of value that are important to industry and people, they can't have two-hour delays and exorbitant gas fees to get their medical records sent from one hospital to the next. It just can't happen. Or you can't sit at Starbucks for two hours and 15 minutes to get your coffee because we're waiting for your transaction to go through. So what instead, we decided to create this beautiful parallel network where we can easily take A-chain technology and fork them off of A-chain. We have a sandbox, a smart sandbox and a virtual machine where developers can literally jump into a test chain that we give them and make it and break it. And um, we can test the smart contract before we actually launch their smart contract. Ultimately, it's not about the A-chain chain being the end-all be-all. Just the fingerprint or impression for other businesses, developers, and entrepreneurs to use to create their own vision. Mm -hmm. So it sounds like A-Chain has a huge vision for the future. Mm -hmm. Where do you even start? It's actually a lot bigger than what I just said. That was just part of it. Right now, the biggest project that we're working on is the VEP, or it's called the Value Exchange Protocol. What that is is the interconnectivity of every single chain that's created in the A-Chain ecosystem ecology, but also connecting our blockchains directly to Ethereum, directly to EOS, directly to all these different blockchain ecosystems so that your one wallet can have an ACT, which is our currency, and an Ethereum smart contract. Both of those smart contracts can live in the same private key. And so how would a business go about adopting the A-Chain blockchain? There's a few ways they can do it. If they have an existing tech team or they're looking to create a team that has a technical architect or a few engineers, they can actually just come to the foundation, um, ask us for a test chain, make it, break it, change it, and we have a modular system where they can change the consensus mechanism, they can change the block interval generation time, make it so that it fits their business need, and then once we test it and make sure it's safe, we can, we can help them execute it and they'll live on their own blockchain mm -hmm. where they're running the consensus 
and they are generating their own gas. Another way is we have an enterprise blockchain system where we actually will do the engineering and the creation of the blockchain uh, for the enterprise because it's really costly and the amount of blockchain architects and engineers that are available, it's a small subset of coders and even smaller considering that our chosen language right now is Lua. There's a lot more Lua programmers than Solidity in the world, but in blockchain, most of the, the programmers have learned Solidity because Ethereum got so big and it's the smart contract platform uh, that started it all, mm -hmm. in a sense. Okay. And we know that not every company should adopt blockchain or needs to adopt blockchain. Who would benefit best from adopting A-chain? I think a lot more companies should adopt blockchain. I don't think, I think as the use of smart contracts becomes broader and you can transact the rights of data as well as digital asset that we think about as coin value, um, when you actually can transact information and data sets within a smart contract, I think most companies could find value in utilizing blockchain technology. It doesn't mean that they're going to do it in a decentralized manner. We'll just take into consideration like a financial brokerage. So right now, to settle a bond or stocks, it takes days. It's very expensive. Well, using a smart contract platform, you can cut the settlement time down from days to seconds. The cost is dramatically reduced and it's a lot more responsive to the purchaser or the seller. Mm -hmm. So that's just one way. Mm -hmm. And I, I know that A-Chain has been doing a lot of work in expanding their reach in Asia, especially in South Korea. Yeah. What is the network that you're building in Asia? So using A-Labs, which was created by A-Chain, which is our research arm looking for further blockchain development, not just what's happening today in our projects, but trying to predict and create value two years, three years down the line. But we've, we partnered with Sogang University, um, which is really an honor for us. And um, I think ultimately it's a great way to bring blockchain technology into academia and also start to see some of the uh, challenges and pain points that are coming up before we get there. So you're seeing a lot of academia in South Korea studying blockchain seriously? There's a lot of interest in blockchain technology and there's a part of the Korean culture that has really adopted cryptocurrency and the excitement from that is trickling into blockchain technology on the underlying levels itself. A-Chain has also partnered with Unifox to reach Asia. Could you tell us about that partnership? Well, Unifox actually is not just targeting Asia. Unifox is targeting the globe. Their goal is to be as they say it, the MasterCard of blockchain, of cryptocurrency. Uh, they would like to create point of sale in every single business to utilize seamlessly cryptocurrencies using their application. So I think Unifox sees an opportunity to drive cryptocurrency adoption on a user-consumer level as being a, a great way to grow and mainstream the technology itself. So they have thousands of ATMs that they are going to produce that can allow you to use fiat currency to buy any cryptocurrency supported on their network and uh, tens of thousands of physical hardware terminals that you can use your mobile app to just purchase something in real time at any of your favorite stores.
So Unifox wants to bring cryptocurrency to the offline world. Where does A-Chain fit into this? A-Chain fits into it because we have a really high throughput, which means that we can handle a lot of transactions per second. And also we decided to make our transaction costs one of the lowest. We don't care about gouging people. We, it's not about that. It's about driving adoption and making it easy for businesses and entrepreneurs to utilize our currency and utilize our blockchain. So it's a perfect marriage because at A-Chain, we see point of sale being like one of the fastest adopters of, of blockchain technology. That's, I think, going to be some of the fastest ways that people can see the value and utilize it every day by purchasing things. Mm-hmm. Absolutely. So A-Chain's ICO finished in 61 seconds. Yes. What led to this success? The belief in the founder and the managing partners and just the idea of scalability at a time where it was the most pressing. And that hasn't changed. Some of the hype from 2017 has died down, but that's because now the development's happening. It's all these beautiful visions and all these wonderful rosy pictures and all these grand ideas and then it takes forever to actually put them into practice uh, because the planning and engineering and architecting of these projects takes a long time. So the scalability solution and the founder and managing partners was what really caused a frenzy for A-Chain and those fundamentals haven't changed. Okay, so riding on the success of that ICO, what is the roadmap going forward for A-Chain? The roadmap going forward is pretty clear for us. We're working on Cosmos, which is the interoperability stage, which is cross-chain communication. And that's value exchange protocol is what it's called. That's going to be the mechanism, the VEP, that's going to take us from one blockchain to another. And um, we're going to start by just doing a token exchange where you can go from a ACT into an Ethereum, and then eventually we're going to, as smart contract capabilities that we develop increase, we're going to actually transact data sets and other real-world information across that decentralized plane Mm -hmm. as well. Next year, our goal is to, the first six months of the year, we're going to uh, build Java capability into our blockchain, and then the second half of the year, we're looking at Python. Mm -hmm. It's all about mass adoption. Right. Exactly. And on that note, what efforts are you making for community building? For us, a huge step forward in community building is going to happen when we start in October our distribution of the nodes and allowing regular users to vote on who's going to represent them to validate transactions on a blockchain. So for us, that is the biggest community initiative that any blockchain platform can undertake because it is literally giving power and authority into the community. We're just creating a way to do it in a safe and a slow manner that doesn't compromise a network. Right. Matthew Engel, thank you so much for being with us. It was a pleasure. Thank you. That's it. A big thanks to Matthew for taking the time to chat and an even bigger thanks to all of you tuning in to this episode of Around the Block. As I said at the top of the show, if you enjoyed this podcast, please head over to the Block Street Twitter account That's at BlockStreetHQ for articles, videos, and updates on this podcast. Additionally, BlockStreet recently launched a newsletter. To get the latest on blockchain and cryptocurrency sent directly to your inbox, sign up at BlockStreetHQ.com. If you want to find me personally on Twitter, I'm at Elaine Gija. Again, thanks for listening. 
I'll catch you on the next episode. This is Block Streets Around the Block, hosted by me, Elaine Ramirez. It was produced by Kenny Ferreira, with research by Johan Yoon. Executive produced by Brian Lee and Ian Cho. This episode was recorded at the International Blockchain Congress in Chicago, Illinois. If you'd like to hear more, you can find the podcast on iTunes or SoundCloud. Make sure to rate, review, and subscribe if you liked the show. Music